but understand that if you're in a place of frustration with where you are in life right now, the first step that you need to take to get out of it is understanding that you have value to add to this world and to people. And then take it from there and off you go. And also just because you fail at something doesn't mean you really fail. It means you learned. It's the moment that you quit is when you fail. Chris Chavez, a.k.a. The Thick with Two C's, powerlifter, muscular, a sexy bad boy, former cocaine dealer, and single because his fiance walked out on him three weeks before the wedding because she just couldn't take him anymore. Tristan Blue, a.k.a. The Finn, a.k.a. Twigs on Rust, standing at 4 foot 11, giving blue balls to your friendly neighbor, giving the meaning of skinny to a whole new level, looking like... The kid my uncle touched, looking like the rapiest zoofish fart I've ever seen in my life. Mr. Blue. And together we make the Thick and Thin Podcast. Mm. It's recording now. Alright. Viagra. Yeah. What it be, what it do. <laughs> <laughs> this is Chrissy Pooh. Viagra is not sponsored, and this is Tristan Blue. In today's news. Yeah. Yeah, what are we talking about? Great question. I'll tell you exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> All right. Are you trying to Google it right now? Google something to talk about. That's how I actually came up with this topic today, not going to lie. I'm not Googling anything. Okay. I'm going back through our text messages. To see what we're going to talk about. All right. Because we literally just talked about it like three minutes ago, and I forgot. <laughs> it's like you and uh, no names of your dates, right? Names of my dates. Days of the weeks. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you that don't know, um, which is pretty much everybody except you, Colleen, Tyler, Antonia, and I, we were all supposed to grab some sushi last friday for dinner and hang out and chris here forgot what day of the week it was so he missed out on it it was thursday friday at seven thirty was was the time you we even like i think i even texted you in the morning to let you know that it was going on that day i think you did but i didn't process it because i'm like ah it's friday I was thinking my work schedule week, you know, for work, it was Thursday. Yeah, well. And then I go in and I'm like, wait. You know, the bright side, though, is that it just gives us an excuse to hang out with Colleen and Tyler again. It'll be fun. We'll figure something out. But, uh, yeah. Hopefully. we've had, That's why Colleen and I have been reminding you in our <clears throat> chat what day of the week it's been for the last couple of days. What's today, like Thursday? Today is Monday. Even I had to pause a little bit. Technically, today's my Sunday. I go to work tomorrow. But you're off today. But I'm off today. You have any uh, Monday afternoon dates again this week or no? No, no. Again, I haven't had one in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Girls are getting expensive nowadays, man. Oh, Oh, dating is incredibly expensive. I just just want to take them to like a park or something like that. Be like, here, catch a stick. I don't even remember any of the girls that I talked to like this past week. Their names. 
I don't save nobody's phone number. That I'm like... I'm like, uh... Like 50-50 on. Mm. So what you're telling me is none of, the, none of the people you're talking to right now are... You see yourself with at all at the moment. No. And it's not because I don't want to save it. <clears throat> it's because I already forget their name by the time I get that number. And then I just continue the conversations. And then by then I'm like, it's already been five days, Chris. I think it's a little too late to be <laughs> asking for their name. Curious question for you. So we've got a little bit of background on how we bonded in terms of like the business thing that we were a part of. And part of that was the whole exercise and learning names. But I think at the same time, you learn how to forget names really fast at the same time. Was your name recollection different before that whole experience or not really? Yeah, I always remembered people's names and people's faces before we were in that. Hmm. And then post, I think it's just more of like, why even bother remembering their name? Yeah. It got a little bit dehumanizing after a while for you. Kind of. Like there's... Oh, shoot. No, this is going to sound weird if I'm not with that girl. Okay, so this is a girl at the gym. I had a crush on for a while. I would talk to her like once or twice. And I forgot her name. And it's already been like three weeks. Balls deep in the talking phase. I can't ask for the name again. Hmm. So you painted yourself into the corner? Yeah, so I'm just going to stop talking to her. <laughs> Try again in like six months. To be fair, many of you guys don't know... But Chris had a background as a painter at one point, so painting yourself into corners is something that I thought you wouldn't do. <laughs> so. Well, technically, it's probably their fault for not having a generic name. No. Blue balls. Hmm. So we're going to talk about our dreams and... <laughs> Ambitions. Yeah. yeah, before we do that, though, a um, couple of things to note for you guys. As you may notice by now, the sound in this episode is a little bit different than some of the other ones that you've heard. So we release episodes in somewhat of a particular order. So they're very, there may be a distinct possibility that this episode is released before some of the other ones that we have recorded one of the feed pieces of feedback that i've gotten from listeners and i'm sure it's common with podcasts early on is the sound quality so we want to work and to enhance your experience as the listeners and so we got a upgrade on microphones to be able to do that but there will probably be a couple of episodes that are released after this that will have a little bit more of that old sound so just bear with us just wanted to get that out of the way you definitely said that in a way nicer way than i would have ever said it yeah i would have been like we got new equipment bitch yeah (laughs) i work in corporate so i i I get that jargon a little bit more so it's i work in the kitchen i could say all that stuff (laughs) kind of i'm moving up so maybe they don't listen to this. Ah. 
The other thing I want to talk about before we get there is that I made a very, very important purchase for myself personally this weekend. As you know, in high school, I was a nerd. I took four different AP classes in high school. One of them was AP Spanish. So after we were done with our finals for AP Spanish, our my Spanish teacher's name was Mr. Brennan, introduced us to certain aspects of Latin American culture, like during our like final week or two of school or whatever it was. One of the things that he introduced was yerba mate, which is, for those of you that don't know, it's kind of like tea, but it's different. It comes from a different plant. It has certain health benefits, especially for like your digestive system and giving you good energy with uh, stuff to balance out from preventing you to crash too hard. But after having that AP Spanish class, I think it's been 12 years now, my life has finally come full circle. And I bought myself a yerba mate kit complete with two gourds, two bombillas, and three types of yerba mate, including one that comes in a burlap sack, which I think is badass. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on my tea game by this time next week. You'll be on your yerba mate, and I'll be just drinking boba. Yeah, full circle. Yeah, that is full circle. See, I took AP only once. In I, high school. What'd you take? Spanish. And I failed. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of Spanish they use in school is not the same as I'll use at home or in Mexico. Well, one of the things that I... So I got a minor in Spanish in school. And so I studied it for about seven or eight years. And one of the things that I learned pretty early is that different parts of the world, much like any other language, you have different parts of the world. They have different dialects, the different ways that they speak. The, me- the Spanish I learned of like what Mexicans would speak would not be the same thing as Colombians or Chile. Chile, Chilean people, I can't understand for the life of me. Um, Spain, you know, it's all very different from country to country, so that makes sense. Yeah, I feel the same way with Puerto Ricans. I don't understand one thing they say. <laughs> it, I think it's just because they talk too fast. See, that's how I feel about Chileans. So, have you ever heard Chilean accent? Maybe. They go really fast. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, because I'd never gotten fully fluent, the hardest thing for me with learning Spanish was listening to people speak it. Reading, I could get pretty good at reading it and writing it, but listening to it was more difficult for me. See, I feel English was probably the hardest language to learn. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because, I mean, I didn't learn English until, I don't know, second grade. I could see English being a lot harder. I feel like Spanish has a lot more structure to its language. Yeah, I mean, we have one word that usually means like one or two things. Yeah. Y'all have like a whole different thing. One word can mean like 50 things. Oh, yeah. Or it's just... Like saying it's lit. Like literal sense, you know, you got a light that's on. If you're so old. (laughs) (laughs) Or or like some words, the E-A... N can mean so many different things. Like lean, Sean, Ocean. <laughs> ocean. <laughs> what were you going to talk about? <laughs> Dreams. 
and purpose <laughs> and all that good. Oh, yeah, we were talking about Yerba Mata. <laughs> we were we were tra- talking about Yerba Mata, but yeah, um, yeah, I can't wait to uh, get back on my loose leaf adventure. I was an avid loose leaf tea drinker at one point, but um, the ex took all that stuff with her, so I just decided not to get a new one at that point. Exes, all they do is take. You well, wanna, do what? we want to sing a song like about it? It could be like Taylor Swift. Oh, I was thinking like CeeLo Green, you know. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Is that good? That was pretty good. <laughs> Solid. Two out of ten. Okay. <laughs> that's... I've never had singing chops, so that is that's good rating for me. So yeah, dreams, ambitions, goals, good stuff. You know, one of the things that I was kind of thinking about today when we were going to talk about this was... the. It's kind of a tough question for me to answer still as we talk about it, because one of the things that we pride ourselves on doing on this podcast is talking about things that we have credibility in and having guests come on to talk about things that they're credible in. The question I had to ask myself was what credibility did we have in talking about this topic? And so I think one of the reasons that I asked myself that question is in the business that you and I were a part of before, what we would do is we would hear people speak and their philosophy on it was always you have to achieve something before you speak on it. You have to achieve goals and dreams before you speak on them. And to an extent, I understand that, especially because it gives you credibility. But I think this talk is not more coming from people that have necessarily hit the finish line with things, but more of people that have started and gone a little bit away. So if you're somebody that's going after a certain goal or dream, and you're further along than us, then this may not lend too much to you. But, you know, I wouldn't say that it would necessarily be a bad idea to have some guests on in the future that talk about specific things pertaining to this topic for whatever that means for them. Because we as humans live very many different experiences. There's probably many of you out there that are really wanting to go after something, but you may be scared to do it. You may need that extra push to do it. And hopefully for those people, and even, and it doesn't matter what age you are for the record, you can start at any time. And it doesn't matter how big or small the dream, well, dreams have to be big, but even with goals and ambitions and whatnot, they can be small things. So I think this episode is more of just being in that relatable state of knowing where that comes from in terms of maybe being a little bit nervous and having that procrastination to get started and what have you. So maybe this can be more of kind of a pick me up and get going episode. I do know that a lot of the people that listen to our podcast listen to it to and from work. Who knows, maybe this will be a good episode to listen to in the morning to to get you going we'll see where this goes but it's kind of what i'm thinking that is true it does come out at five in the morning <laughs> <laughs> but i mean <clears throat> coming from me uh i think being in that business did kind of ruin my goals my dreams 
because we always had to postpone them yeah for the bigger thing and of course i mean a lot of my dreams have changed since then due to the knowledge that i ended up picking up from them and uncertain circumstances that happened in my life it's no dream is big enough your dream is only as big as big as your imagination is so that's how i'm always like dreaming big and i I, and i talk about my dreams a lot and it's not because like um i want to tell people what i'm doing it's to constantly tell myself that i'm going to be doing them just because if i stop talking about them i'm really going to stop believing in them and i'm just going to be living my day-to-day life because i don't want to work passing 30 i'm sure most people wouldn't if they had their way and <laughs> i think there is kind of a there's a lot of charm in having a dream the charm kind of stops when you realize all the work you got to put in to make it happen absolutely so this credibility thing getting back to that because it's bothering me a lot of the things that chris and i will share with you on this when you don't have the most credibility for things i'd say it's a pretty good philosophy to lean on the those that do have credibility in those arenas so i will say that a lot of the knowledge that chris and i picked up in this category from you know our time in that environment comes from people that have accomplished quite a bit of good things in their lives and have made those they've done what most people haven't so One of the episodes that I would also recommend listening to is episode six, the one with Craig Lounsbro. Um, We do dive into this topic a little bit more of an abstract degree, but the fact of the matter is, is a lot of the credibility that Chris and I have is going to be leaned towards what we've learned from people that have really accomplished these things. And it's more of just a transfer of information to you as the listener and it's not always the people i mean even the books that we've learned i mean we've read that we picked up a lot of things from absolutely you know i think one of the good ways to start out with this is you know one one of the things that i really had a hard time with when i was learning these concepts was you guys will hear these different terms goals dreams purpose all those things and what a lot of us will tend to do is conflate those terms, but I think it's very important for us to define to the audience what those things mean as we talk about them. What would be your definition of goals, purpose, dream? Goals for me is something small and achievable. Something that's not going to be taking, you know, 10, 15 years to do. Right. That's for me. Like I, I like setting myself short-term goals because it's something that pushes me to basically accomplish my dream. Right. Um, a purpose is the impact that you'll be making. It's taking your eyes off yourself and putting it in other people. And for me, the dream is just that's more of like a selfish thing. It's more of what you want to accomplish in life. So that's kind of my take on those three. What about you? So I'm with you on the goals. So... I kind of think about it as, if you think about it as the human body, you've got a skeleton, which is a long-term dream of yours. And then all of the other parts that fill that in, the small tissues, the ligaments and all that stuff, that's goals. I do think dreams and goals 
can be both selfless and selfish depending on what they are. I'd say dream definitely is the long-term thing. One of the messages and one of the things that I think we were taught through books and through learning was, is a dream, you know a dream is big enough for you if it scares you. So for example, and I'll put this out there for myself and I'll share it through examples of each. So for me, a goal is essentially like say if you want to go to the gym and lose 50 pounds, right? Within an X amount of time. And I know there's smart, you know, that acronym smart goals and whatnot. I think it's like sensible, measurable, attainable, reasonable, timely, I think is how it breaks down. I did not know that one. You set a goal and then you have habits to meet that goal. And those goals are usually short to medium term type things that are all, maybe they're built towards a dream. I'd say most, in most cases, yes. Because even if your dream seems seemingly unrelated to your goal, for example, for me, I have a dream of starting an organization named after my sister to help kids learn about things that school doesn't teach them to prepare for life. Because I do think that there's a huge hole, especially in public schooling, on what we learn growing up and how ill-prepared we are for real life by the time we're actually out. Something like that scares the crap out of me because in order for me to accomplish that, I'm going to need more than just me. Yeah. Like a dream is also big enough if you need more than just yourself to accomplish it. You need a great support system and competent people to help you accomplish what you need to. A goal, for example from that might be to have some sort of workout goal. They may seem unrelated, but if you're in the right uh, body and mind, you're going to be able to make more effective decisions for that down the road. So unrelated seemingly on the outset, but it's linked together. I think purpose is an entirely different thing altogether. I think purpose can simply be summed up to why are you here? And you have to go out and find what that purpose is. I always thought it would just come to me one day and that I would sit around and then one day it would it would come. That's not how it works. It's the reason you're here. What how do you add value to the people in your world while you're here? That's your purpose to me. That's so let me tie it up real fast because my explanation was really long winded for goals and dreams. Goals short to medium term that builds towards your dream. Your dream is something that contributes towards the betterment of society and the people around you. And your purpose is why you're here. So in a way, your dream is like the physical manifestation of your purpose. That would be the quick sum up. So if I just cut out the rest of that, which I might, <laughs> that that's what it is for me. Yeah, I mean, in a way, I do agree 100% with you. We just said too. Especially with the, the purpose one. You just had more of a detailed version of mine. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I just said impact. I was like, ah. it almost does the same thing. But yours is just more of like why you're here. But like for me, short-term goals is right now prepping for a competition. You know, mentally get myself better. Read a little bit more. And uh, really work on my people skills more. A dream of mine 
it's funny because it was never a dream of mine until after I got in the business. But I want to get married. I do want to be like a, a top tier power lifter. Even though this one's this was the one that scares me the most. Uh, also be a public speaker and help a lot with the housing in Mexico. Help plumbing out there. Just anything that I can help make that just make it a better place. A lot of pride in your your heritage and who you are and well, trying to make that area a better place essentially is i haven't really visited uh mexico in years but i remember when i was little there used to be a well and like i guess you can see like the neighborhood it was probably like half a block a mile long i mean half not half a block half a mile to a mile one time they gave me like a little bucket and i had to walk all the way to the well I couldn't fill it up all the way. I fill it up halfway mm-hmm. and then walk all the way back home just so I'm able to flush a toilet. It's a little bit of a different perspective than what we often see here. Yeah. yeah. It, so it's like that. I think I was probably doing that like at nine years old. It still impacts me right now at 26. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if that well's still there. I don't know if anything's still there, but I don't want those kids to be doing it every day because it would probably help them if they have like filtered running water in their home. It's kind of interesting, a lot of the things, as much as I love the United States and how much pride I have in our country, I think in a lot of ways, the way that our society is now, we're kind of like the spoiled rich kid of the world that whines about every little thing when you got other people in other parts of the world that don't even have running hot water and you have to go all the way to the well. My, my sister did a, she did a mission trip in Kenya years ago mm-hmm. who she was as a person before she went and when she came back there was a transformation that happened and i think it was because for the first time and this is something that i've never gone through myself and i'm sure i would pick up so much in terms of my knowledge and life perspective if i did something like this but she told me about how when she went there and whatnot they didn't have the medical facilities obviously that they do here um i think she ended up giving a couple like giving a couple of births which was a unique experience you have to have huge credentials to do that here for example you've got the fact that much like in that part of mexico that you were talking about there are these kids that would go and walk long ways just to get water and she saw that the smiling faces that they had she realized that even though the United States had a lot more resources in comparison, the people weren't necessarily happier. Because if you think about it in the purview, if you were able to provide that for them, just warm water. If you were to provide somebody warm water here versus warm water to someone there, you're going to get two very different, or even just sanitary water, you're going to get two very different reactions. Yeah. Where one place you're going to see a lot more gratefulness and then the other it's just expected. Let's say uh, it's a cool dream. I didn't know that about you. I learned something <laughs> new. But that's awesome. On which one? The the marriage one or the other one? No, the marriage one I already knew. Um, what? Well, I you think, think that was a dream of mine? I think at the time when you were in that relationship it was something that you really wanted. Yeah. Maybe not something you always wanted before I knew you, but to be honest, I wasn't 100% sure. I think I always wanted it, but I kind of 
got lost for a while, but I never wanted it. That's the crazy part. <clears throat> I was like, if I get in a relationship, we're just going to be boyfriend and girlfriend for the rest of our lives and just be in a really, really committed relationship. And it was just more because of the business that started making me think twice about it. I don't know. Now it's just more of like, I want to be married. I don't have a time frame, but it has to happen before I, leave, before I die at least. Well, speaking on... Dying? No, not dying. Oh. Um, <laughs> speaking of family, you know, related stuff, having kids is a goal for me. That's not a dream. It's a goal. I think a lot of people dream about having kids. And they associate it with their dream rather than their goal. This is a good example of where I think the two get conflated, but I think it's yeah. applied incorrectly. Having kids is a dream. Or no, a goal. Sorry. See? Having kids is a goal. Raising them to be productive members of society and carrying on your family's legacy is a dream to me. I think that's a good example of the difference. Yeah. And I would say that even then, that's actually more of a purpose and then the dream is the physical manifestation of how that all ends up happening. I know kids is mainly my thing. I know kids freak you out. But uh, I, I think in order for us to sort of reverse course on where I personally I think our society is heading, which is downhill, and mainly because of all the mental health issues that we're having, I think the best way that we combat that is getting mentally strong people to help raise that next generation to be a little bit stronger mentally or 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 we could move to bali speaking on this subject of dreams and stuff so my dad has had i think for him it's a dream i think in reality it's a goal though uh, my dad's a huge outdoorsman hunting fishing all that stuff anybody that's into that kind of thing he is a really good guide when it comes to that kind of stuff. But he's always wanted to do an Alaskan moose hunt. Guided Alaskan moose hunts cost about $10,000 to do, plus. Don't get it guided. Well, that's the thing. He wants the guided part, I think. That'd be cool, though. I would want to go to Alaska to go hunt moose. I wouldn't go for fishing, though, because I feel like those fishes would be huge. Oh, they are. And I would not want to be reeled in. I don't know how to swim. I've never been to Alaska, but I have fished in Canada before. It's, I think, the largest fish I ever caught. I was an 11, no, I was a 12-year-old kid, 42 inches long, northern pike. And I was small for a 12-year-old, too, so reeling that thing in took every bit of little muscle that I had. Were you trying to show me how big the fish is? Only I'm going to know how big that fish was. Yeah. <laughs> I got a Master Angler Award for it, though. When a fish is big enough, you get, like, a little little metal up there. I have no idea what none of that is. Yeah. I'm not, like... I, I avoid the water because I don't know how to swim. And it's funny because I'm from California. I avoid fishing. I mean, hunting. Because um, I don't want to carry a gun. <laughs> not that I'm scared of shit. I just, I'm lazy. If I can have, like, a caddy with me... Hey, rifle! <laughs> so one of the things that I'm thinking about doing for the bachelor party depending on where we go, is go to a gun range. I will have you fire a rifle. Can I shoot squirrels? I don't know. Probably not legally. I don't know. I don't know what the rule is on that. No. If you're on your own land, you can. Psh, I'm sure. But I'll miss all the shots. Rifle's kind of overkill for squirrels, though. You just need a little twenty-two. would probably take care of it. 
Not if you're good at missing. <laughs> if you're good at missing, a rifle probably won't help you much. Shotgun's what you need. Get that, get that spread. <laughs> okay, so what are like some like short-term goals for you outside of being married? Getting a house right now is a big thing okay. for us. Uh, and right now, even Antonia and I have have a whiteboard in my room that pretty much maps out like what our financial requirements are going to be for that. We figured out what we've saved up. And we have promised each other that we're going to commit to save this amount every so often. So that way, by the time our wedding happens, one, we will have paid the wedding. And two, we will have enough to afford a down payment on a house that includes closing costs and about 10000 for furniture to start out. Now, if we're in the market where we don't have to pay closing costs, because all that depends on what market you're in, sometimes the seller or whoever will play those things. I'm not a realtor, so I don't know. I would like to get my realtor on here eventually, though. He's he's a pretty neat guy. But uh, like a lot of the houses right now, it is really, and many of you guys in the audience can probably relate to this, the housing market is not kind right now. It is really hard for us to find a place where our mortgage, in the Denver area, where the mortgage would be under 4000 a month. But if we go down to the springs, then be a little bit more affordable with a little bit more wiggle room. So do that. Um, saving up for the honeymoon, obviously, is one. Um, new car. Uh, I've never had a new car in my life. I, one of the cars out in the driveway outside is the same car I had when I got my license at 16. And the other one is my sister's car. They're both 2007s. I don't know what it's like to own a car with back like backup cam at all it's amazing yeah okay outside of material things what are your goals see that's a good question because all of them are material they are all material and that and yeah i think that's a good thing for people to know too because all your goals don't necessarily have to be material i think we and as you can tell with me i've fallen into that trap in terms of non-material goals I would say within the wedding itself. Because the wedding at this point is, A, I get it's material. B, we've pretty much got all the money saved up for it already. So it's pretty much accomplished. It just needs to get here from that standpoint. But within the wedding itself, there is a very significant goal in that that I want to accomplish. Which is making sure that all of the guests that are there for our wedding leave knowing how special they are to us and how they made us who we are. So in a way, the goal is saying thank you for, to the most significant people in our lives for making us who we are and making them feel appreciated and in turn, strengthening those relationships. Strengthening relationships, even though it's very vague, without any measurables, is a common goal for me always finding out how to strengthen relationships. We've been, Antonia and I have been doing walks lately. She has a weight loss goal that she's got going on right now. And I am joining her not to lose weight, but just to feel better because I stopped going to a public gym a while ago and I think I got out of some of my good habits while I was going there. So I think just having more energy 
is a good goal for me. Now, what the measurables look like. These aren't fully thought out goals because I haven't gotten the measurables. Like, you can have goal, abstract goals like, okay, improve my relationships with people. What does that look like, though? Maybe good time for me to set something on that. What about you? Get, how about you lead the way here? Lead the way. Lead the way. Well, obviously, the first thing I want to do right now is the closest one, which is winning my competition coming in August. Outside of that, really, is just learning how to impact people's lives. And like we've also that we've also said in the business back in the day, it's just helping one person at a time. And you know, through this podcast, it's like one way that I could get my voice out there. And who knows? It, I could probably touch someone's life, just that one person, and it's already going to be all worth it for me. You know, when we created this podcast, I think in the what is it, the teaser or the trailer, we talk about how we came out of up with this podcast out of boredom. <clears throat> I think that's a partial truth. But also, I think the thing that we had in mind was just that, getting our voice out to people to help impact lives one at a time, one listener at a time. This might be a little bit of a interesting little segment here, but have you had examples of that coming to fruition for you? Have you had people talk about how their lives have been positively impacted in any way by listening to this? Not more like the listening part. It's just been, again, I don't like really bringing this up a lot but it's from what happened back in august i was on a radio station a couple times and talked about it a lot of people especially one of my friends um he was going through like a heartbreak for like two three years i never knew he said once he heard of the radio station like he just changed his whole life he started having a different perspective because he found out that what he was going through wasn't anywhere near as bad as what I was going through mentally. Right. And through the podcast, again, through the first episode, everybody loves that episode <laughs> that, uh, that talked to me about it. Right. Um, same thing. Um, they just didn't know that, you know, a heartbreak could do that much to somebody. And some people, I had one friend, she, I mean, she's already getting, oh, she's already married now. Uh, she was holding back a lot. And it was for that exact same thing. She was just like, I can't get away from this person. This person that hurt me and everything. But I think when she heard the the podcast, when she found out that you know, about the forgiveness part, that you're not doing it for, for that person. You're doing it for yourself. I think it... Again, I haven't checked up with her, but I think it kind of changed her mentally on viewing different things having a different perspective on different things which for me it kind of like makes me feel good that you know something small like that horrible story that happened to me you know is helping a lot of people absolutely i think your story definitely would have helped out 25 year old tristan pretty immensely honestly but i know that there's a lot of people in that relatable bucket um and that's <clears throat> that's something that somebody told me that I still hate to this day that he said that. It was in the radio station. That, like, the reason why we decided to go with that story outside of the drugs and everything mm -hmm. was because he's like, your story wasn't unique, and that's what makes it relatable. So I was just like, I don't like how that kind of sounded, but you know what? I had to take the eyes off myself to help someone else. Yeah. And it was all after 
honestly, the public speaking and everything. All after, uh, during that whole time I was going to church, pastor laid hands on me like three different times and said, I'll be speaking to a lot of young men. And then he kind of kept going into like a deeper depth, depth in each time. And uh, I just kept ignoring it. I'm like, I ain't public speaking at all. I hate this. It gets my hands sweaty. I'm embarrassed. I don't like it. I don't like being the center of attention. And uh, I'm like, okay, I'll do that. That same day, a radio station did reach out to me. They wanted me to talk about. Well, let me go back. I said, fuck it, I'll do it, but I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, and then that's what I said. that exact same day, radio station reached out to me. And we got on the phone, and he wanted me to talk about that subject. So I figured it has to do something with overcoming. Okay. Something that deep. That was just so recent. Yeah, I think the idea of overcoming is more important than a lot of people realize. And because if you're able to do it in your own personal life you can produce something that really adds value to other people. That's an example of that. And even some of the feedback that we got after that first episode. Pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, one of the other really positive feedbacks that we've gotten, my ex has some cousins that live in Kentucky that I met while I was living out there. These people have always been nothing but great to me, even... You know, after everything that happened with that relationship. The cool thing, one of the telling things for me was that, I think it was one of her cousins that told me that in the time that her and I were together that I treated them more like family than she did. It doesn't make me feel good in the sense that she didn't or doesn't. I don't really know that whole situation at this Mm -hmm. point. But even over the years since her and I split... I've kept in pretty loose contact with these guys because they live in an area of the country that I will probably not be close. Like, I would visit them, but I'm never really close by. Yeah. I talk to them here and there um, over the years and whatnot, and one of them reached out to me after they had to deal with a tragic family death. And it wasn't even like the episode with my sister came out yet either. It was... Um, pretty much talking about how that first episode of our podcast was the first time that she was able to be distracted from dealing with that for, I don't know if it was a couple weeks or something like that, but she was talking about how much she loved it, how she thinks it's going to be a hit. And, you know, it's really cool when you get that positive feedback because it's like a shot in the arm in a way. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be good. Yeah, because you always go in. I'm speaking for myself. Uh, You know, when you and I started doing the podcast, I was very iffy. Not because, you know, I didn't want to do it with you. It's just more about what others are going to think. Yeah. Just because, you know, the time you were still doing that business. Right. I was officially off. And I think the biggest thing that was on me was like, I know they're going to talk to you. And tell you not to be around me. And I'm like, am I ruining relationships with him? Because we wanted to do a podcast together. That part. And then the other part was, I knew I was going to get backlash. Yeah. Which we ended up getting backlash on the first episode. 
We got backlash on the first two episodes. You got backlash on the first episode. I got backlash on the second one. And the third one. I don't think I've actually gotten much of any backlash for the third one. Oh. The one with my sister has honestly... I've actually probably gotten the most positive feedback from that episode. See, I feel like I also got a lot of positive feedback from the first one. You know, it's just the bad ones that stick out more than all the positive ones. Yeah. I think it's just naturally because a lot of people like to focus on the negatives rather than all the positives. Right. It sucked. I'm not going to lie. Getting that negative feedback from people that you, I don't want to say trust, but you still respect it to an extent. Yeah. But, um, you know, it is what it is. I learned to move forward. And I'm sharing, I was sharing a story, not selfishly explaining it, mm-hmm. but giving it through my point of view on things that happened because, again, it's about helping someone else, not helping me. Right. I've done many radio stations already. <laughs> I get tired of talking about it, but I know that it's not for, it's not for me thinking about myself and, oh, speaking about this situation is going to make me feel better and I'm putting her on the ground. She deserves it. No, it's, for me, it's just. Howdy, beautiful listeners. We here at Thick and Thin don't take ourselves too seriously, so please enjoy these beautiful outtakes and hopefully they make your day. But it should be sponsored. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta go hard in the paint. Gross. <laughs> what color are the paint? Red. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I call it the Moses method. Parting of the Red Sea. I know. Ugh. It's like you say something so nasty, I don't even know how to respond back to it. I'm just like... Nothing like starting an episode with a potential outtake, though, yeah? Potential? No, this is going to be the intro. It's going to be the intro? I don't know yet. <laughs> it is pretty disgusting. But... Oh, man, I hope one the day that I get a relationship, she does not listen to this episode. <laughs> uh... I don't know. She should feel privileged. I'm in a relationship. And like, let's say I take her out on a date. Like an actual date. And then she listens to this podcast. And she's like, you didn't take me to the park. And throw a stick. But like, you're welcome. She'll probably look at you. You'll have a stick. And then you'll toss it. And you'll be like, go get it, girl. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. And then I'll jump in my car and leave. And then she'll just look at you and be like, bitch, I ain't getting that stick. And then you'll be like, okay, fine. Go to your car, open the door, out comes your puppy. And he fetches the stick instead. Oh, they're going to say, who's it, a biter in the cooch? (laughs) (laughs) I really thought you were leaning on that. then the dog comes back and then you look at her while you're petting your your puppy you're like this is why bros before hose is a thing and then walk away but to what extent is bros versus hose because i feel Bro- like bros should always come before hose never before your wife your wife ain't a hoe I know. But to what point does it change? 
technically, what if you're engaged mm-hmm. or really in a committed relationship? Uh, for me personally, once you're in a committed relationship, honestly. I thought you were going to say what's, what's the rings on that finger. Yeah. I know. You already got to practice. That That's the thing. And we're what? Getting into dating talk early, but... <laughs> I got practice? You got you to gotta practice being a husband before you're a husband. You got to practice being a fiancé before you're a fiancé. At least that's how I look at it. So do I, does that mean I got to practice being a hoe? Before you're a hoe? Before I'm a hoe? Nah. Anything that's easy doesn't require practice. I think hoeing is hard. How's hoeing hard? Because you got to remember names. <laughs> History. Dude, no, I didn't even remember what I did yesterday. Oh. Well, I thought you wrote like some sort of essay on Hitler. I thought that was <clears throat> next but level. I failed. <laughs> that's a story worth getting into. <laughs> but, um. Because what's manlier than Alaska? Manlier, I don't know. Warmer, a lot of places. In the U.S., what's manlier than Alaska? Outside of Texas. Texas is too hot. (laughs) Montana. Outside of the redneck states. Exactly. What's a good non-redneck state? I don't know. Or Oregon. Oregon's pretty. You know what's funny is Antonia has floated the idea of us moving to Portland eventually. I'm not really sure about that. My company has an office in Portland, so it would be feasible, but I don't know how I feel about moving to Oregon. It'll be a while before we move, just because... You know what's out there? Huh. Nike. Nike's in Oregon? Pretty sure. Didn't it start over there? Well, the co- yeah, I know. Because <clears throat> I think their university was the first one to get sponsored by them. But, yeah. And greenery. Greenery. And Alaska's your neighbor, basically. Eh. Like a state of difference, but basically your neighbor. <laughs> you hear that, Tyler? You're going to be cooking some moose. And you have no choice. I was gonna make a moose sound, but I don't know a sound what sound a moose makes. They're they sound like they're moaning. No. No. Higher pitch. (laughs) (laughs) 